All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, January 26, 2024, episode 102. We are in Studio B. It's exam day. Mr. Mike Gervasi, how are you? It's great to be here. How are you? Great, great. Um, we are back. Um, another snow day this week. Yeah. Ice day. Ice day. Ice days are always the, I think they, even more than the cold days, I think anger the general public the most. Because by 9 a.m., it's usually just a wet, slushy mess. And that yep. was definitely the case because the ice hits at like 4, 5, 6 a.m., and then all of a sudden, the temp by yeah. nature of weather, it normally gets warmer throughout the day. And that's yeah. exactly what happened this year. A lot of people in my group text that aren't teachers were giving us a hard time. Uh, this this fantasy football threat I'm in. Yeah, that's kind of why I don't spike the football on these things. I don't. I don't. I lay you know, low. I lay yeah. very low. Yeah. I just yeah. – and I'm married to a non-teacher. So if I were to spike the football even in my house, we hear about it, both me and my <laughs> – so I shut that down. We did get a lot of feedback, though, Excuse about uh, snow days. Miss um, Jessica Schultz, um, yeah. the um, first lady of Bedford. Sure. sure. <laughs> Dr. Schultz uh, told us, gave us insight into his, um, you know, early trips around the district. Uh, I did ask about her, uh, um, if there's a Downriver and Friends <laughs> in the Bedford area, yeah. where people complain, and the name of it is um, Bedford Unleashed. Yeah. That sounds a lot more. Uh, I like that provocative. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So she right. gave us some great feedback, and um, also mentioned too about being in Vegas, right, for the uh, Michigan Alabama Alabama game, and I and I think that was sort of my thing too. That obnoxious fan that you have to that the risk of yeah. being out with the obnoxious fan. Yeah. Whether whatever, like, even if you don't have a horse in the race, right? I just I hate it. The know it all, the know it all, the angry fan, the angry. You know, I don't mind the sad fan, like that Bills fan that was crying. About the loss. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's fine. I'm not going to rid it. But, like, God, the angry one. Oh, he's in his own fields. He's not bringing that to others. But, yes, the angry person. And Joe Burgai commented on that as well. Okay. Um, with regard to the angry fan, try to pull it up here. We got a lot of feedback. Oh, we this did. Week, man, we did. holy cow. Mm-hmm. Um, always a loud mouth who thinks he or she knows everything about the game. I think they listen to the people nearby. And if they hear them yelling something, they jump on board and yell the same thing. Yeah. It's like the meme I shared on my own personal Facebook page. There's a quite heavier gentleman on his couch, and the line was, I can't believe that guy missed that tackle. Oh, yeah. That's always great. (laughs) And that was totally me all weekend on the couch. Um, Another input on snow days, Mr. Schooley, Schoolhouse, who used to work with us here in uh, Gibraltar, is now out into Indiana, and my fear has already hit Indiana. He basically said in Indiana – any snow day that has to be made up has to be. Yeah. There's no six in the bank. <clears throat> and so he says they basically build their schedule, their yearly schedule with vacation days that are listed as you'll get this off if there's no snow day. So, for example, let's, oh, like, wow. you, let's like use President's Day weekend. They'll have Friday and Monday scheduled off. But if they had to call a snow day earlier in January, February, or early in the month, Okay, well, Friday is no longer a snow uh, vacation day. Right. You're you're working, which to <clears> me, <throat> gosh, that's hard. Like, what if you wanted to plan to go out of town? Like, you, yeah, it right. Really, you can I would almost rather just tack it on at the end of the year. Yeah, we so did, you know yes. many years ago we had that here back when we had the. I don't know if you were here. We had the. We used to have four day weekend at Memorial Day, Friday Monday. Oh, okay, many years so, ago, yeah. and Friday was always called Weather Makeup Day. And that was it was the only one, and that was basically if we went over, if we didn't go over, we kept it. But that, but like Mr. Schooley told me, like any days they have, and then they do have plans already for online learning. But he says it's 
It's exactly what we talked about. And when I talked to some parents, I'd even said, well, why don't you guys just go online? I'm like, these kids aren't engaged when we're in the room with them. Yeah, you think right. on a snow day that's oh called God, yeah. that we're going to put out this memo, hey, everyone get online. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. What do you think the What do you think the percent participation would be? Honestly, fair. If you have a class of 30, you have a class of 30 first hour, how many are getting online in your Zoom it, at 8 o'clock? It truly depends on the class. On average, I would say the average would be. Well, let's go over under. 40%. So let's, okay, you got 30 kids. I'm going to set the over under at 15. Are you over or under that? I'm going to say under. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think, think ninth so. graders are a little more fearful still, so that'll be over. Yeah. But every other I think grade. the earlier in the day, the over you'd have to shift the yes, over under. Yes, you're right. I think as you got to like 10 or 11, like third or fourth hour, you could shift the line. Who knows? Maybe a bet MGM could start doing this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any other feedback? Yeah, quite a bit, actually. Okay, so Max, uh, him and his brother were listening. Todd, a frequent listener, were listening at the same time. Max commented, never been to the Hooch. Um, I got a, a few comments on the Hooch. It was oh, a okay. fun place. Um, but if he wants to lock in on a game, he wants to be home. And he agreed with you fully about the TVs at home, just as good as the ones at the bars. If not better. Todd Bailey commented, all of the severe weather days they have in South Carolina, uh, they have to do e-learning days. Um, so zooming or sometimes that could just be something's posted and you're working. Yeah. That, that we found that out. That yeah. could be any number of things. Um, Deontay out in Arizona. Now he's an interesting case study. Do they have heat days? <laughs> he, no, this back to the bar thing. I'm just oh. kind of going in order here. Yeah. My, my text thread, he mentioned he liked going to bars and t- so he's a Niners fan and always has been. So we always ridicule him cause it's easy to be a Niners fan growing up in the eighties. Yes. And he's a Laker fan too. Okay. Not surprisingly. <laughs> Uh, but he's also a Michigan fan. But anyway, he enjoyed watching the game with all the fans because uh, he enjoyed talking trash to the the Packer fans. Oh, at the, and there was a okay. Lot so of being there, that guy, yeah, being that guy. I so he's that. that guy. Yes, Which um, could, that could spiral into being the violence we talk about, depending on who you're. Yeah, the absurdity of that. But you're right. Yeah. Antoine commented, and I think this is kind of speaks to a lot of us uh, as a whole. In my earlier years, I was prone to going out and watching games. I'll still go out here and there, but games, big games now, I'd rather just stay home. I think that's maybe that's an age thing. Yeah, I mean, well, here's one for you. You, you in the past, you did Palace Vision, right? Yes. You notice, you see, they did that for. Would you, would you ever do that? What they're doing now for Ford Field? Go to the stadium and watch it now at your age now. You know, they mentioned that because there's, there's the Ford Field. Yes. Um, I probably, I because I'll tell you this. So I went in in 2005 to both Game 6 and 7 at the Palace. Game 6, the Pistons won. They lost Game 7. Game 6, it was it was a hell of an experience. It was a lot of fun. You know, I was at Game 7 that year at the Palace when they beat the Heat on the road. So I might. I, that's a good question, Mike. I don't know. I, I, I lean toward saying yes. Um, I mean, I think I – me personally, I'm not trying to rain in your – I'd no. rather just go to a bar than that. I, I – I, the cost will be more reasonable. My time and effort will be more reasonable. I sort of get the same sort of – reaction yeah probably but i mean man so i go back to one of listen this is the geeky sports fan of me especially as a piston fan i go back and watch that game five of i'm sorry game seven of the pistons heat series from 05 god it's 19 years ago but anyway pistons go into their place and win that game and they show the palace at the very end of the game on tnt yeah and mike it was it was an explosion it was great and i do you i don't think you can recreate that i mean you it clearly it sold out in minutes, so there's obviously a huge demand. Yeah. So yeah, um, but great, great feedback this week. Are we missing? I don't want to move ahead. Uh, you know what? We got to. I, I have to make sure uh, 
Tony Savedra, we got to give him a shout okay. out every time. Uh, they were watching the Lions game in the family room with the DVR, so it was slightly delayed. Noah was watching in his room with his friend on Peacock, so every time something happened, they would yell and. You know, to, we we talked about this in our group text. For some, there is something I can't figure it out. So NBC was the last two games for the Lions. I don't know what it is. We found out that Peacock was a little ahead yeah. of if you just watched on NBC, but then it caught up because we were in a group text. Me, yes, and Ken yes, Square, Max. Yes. All of a sudden, Max and I were ahead, and then all of a sudden, you guys got ahead somehow. Well, so listen, but let me clarify here. I was actually watching at my friend Jason's house, and he's on YouTube TV. He, that's considered slightly behind, but for a while it was caught up. And then Mike inevitably, you know, you do the online streaming thing. He's like, I never had problems. Sure oh, yeah, enough. Yeah. Well, I, I texted our group. That, yes. You that, had, we, and Peacock, I had it the day before with Comcast as well. Down. Yes. But here's another thing. I went up to my loft, same Comcast. Really? It was a little faster than Nate, my wife down in the main, wow. living, which is the main box. I, and then, so then I would go to ES, yeah, that's the ESPN app, which was, well ahead of everything. Mm-hmm. So there is a lag. Yeah, you have to, right. Like, so I would go to the, because remember I told you, I said, yeah. I go, you guys aren't going to be, out. man, is that something you had to watch out for? Yes. Because I, I remember too, there's a Steeler game earlier this year. And was it the Bengals game? I think it was the Bengals game, that night game. They won. And the, the Bengals went for it on fourth and goal from the one. And you already And know. so I was online and I saw that they stopped them. You know, the Steelers even tweeted, you know, turnover on down. So I go to Nate. It's still in commercial. I go to Nate. I go, hey, Nate, I bet you five bucks they stop him here. He goes, I'll take that bet. And I couldn't do it, though. I couldn't. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> he's going to be – he sounds like he's got a little gambling problem. Well, maybe – I don't know. Maybe we've got to stick the Michigan Gaming Control Board on him. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. All right. You have the mic of the week this week. Yeah. Man, it was hard. we got to do Lions, yeah. right? And so – I already did Mike Martz. Mike Martz. Mike Utley has been taken. So I went back to the 80s and early 90s. Michael Kofer. Oh, kicker. Linebacker. Oh, no, linebacker. There was a Mike Kofer kicker. Yes, they're right. 49ers. That's why I mixed that all. Yes. Yeah, they're the 49ers. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, this is the Lions version. Yeah, he wore, he, wow, that's Back funny. in that era, there weren't many guys that wore the, uh, oh, yeah, the visor, the, visor yes. the black visor, yes. and he was one of the first. I remember that. And he was a good pass rusher, and I remember, I think he came back in that 91 season really late, and everyone yeah. was, well, we get him back, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's, but he was he was old at that point anyway. Yeah, but, but I do. I had a good career. I know Max claims I'm not a Lions fan, but I mean, I had many years in the Silverdome, many my, as a matter of fact, my dad, we were playing Euchre at the Carlson Basketball Fundraiser. He was put on an old Lions shirt, he had, a jacket that he had. He found two old ticket stubs from Ford Field oh, really? from our days of having season tickets. Like, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Man, you talking about Max saying, I just, I'm changing my hot mic tonight. Oh, okay. I had a good one, but wow. I'm going to. Look at that. Yes. All right. All right. This, um, we're fresh off the New Hampshire primary, yes. right? Yes. Yesterday, um, where Donald Trump uh, defeated Nikki Haley. Well, Came ahead of Nikki Haley. I'm not a New Hampshire. I, I'm still amazed that these two states have this much pull in 2024. I know, I know. Uh, it's crazy, but whatever. No offense to Iowa or New Hampshire, no, but no. they crown they crown the candidates. It seems so. I've, we talked. You've talked about this before and mentioned it. I just wanted to talk to you on our topic today is um, teaching civics in an election year. Um, what you hope to sort of take out from this election year with education wise. I, I'll talk. I plan to talk a little bit. I do do like a little mini civics in my leadership skills class. Um, and I sort of reviewed for the exam, and I brought it up again. So um, I just, you know, basically your feelings on it, your thoughts of importance of it, and that sort of thing. So what do you got? So what has happened to civility? I, I guess that's the first – I start with that question. And <clears throat> whatever is going on in the world somehow some way filters its way into the classroom. And so an election year teaching civics sucks. 
There's no other way of putting it, and it has only gotten worse. I remember it being a little tense, you know, in the two, early 2000s or mid-2000s, I should say. Uh, 2012, I remember some dialogue. It get a little uncomfortable, but I didn't remember it being too bad. And by the time 16 came around in 20, it, it has totally changed. And, um, you know, I, I, th- I do have my strong convictions on politics, as do you, and we tend to align for the most part on most issues. But at the same time, man, I, I always come back to John F. Kennedy's speech um, where he, you know, his American University speech where he talked about the fact that problems are, our problems are man-made. Now, he was speaking to the Soviets. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, we, they can be solved by man. And then he speaks on how we have so much in common. We're mortal. We love our children. We cherish our children's future, you know, and, you know, eventually time's going to come and we breathe the same air, so forth and so on. And, like, he was speaking to the Soviets during this ultimate, you know, the Cold War when we came on the brink of just mutually assured destruction. Now I feel like we have to say that to Americans. And I, I want the listener to know, and I, I've been guilty of this as well. My, my kids are fully aware of my feelings on things. What you say on these things, especially to younger kids, is definitely going to be come out in the classroom because politics is like sports. And the team you are on, we you know, as human beings, we are we are social animals and we like teams. This becomes like a sports thing. So the person we talked about at the bar that's obnoxious, that filter, filters its way into the classroom and it's getting to be worse and worse. So, you know, I, I'm not like I, – trying not to be too negative about this, but teaching civics around this time is really, really difficult and, and is becoming almost impossible to, I mean, if adults can't be civil, how can we expect kids to be? So is civics running in semester two? It is. Of 24. And it is, is it going to run in semester one? Is the plan for it to run in semester one of 24 during the election? I am not certain on that. Um, Sometimes it doesn't and it's just pushed to after the election? Yeah. Okay. So like everyone's just, they take econ of the first... Uh, yeah, I don't want to elaborate too much, but yes, okay. I believe so, yeah. It could be. I mean, um, so um, first of all, you, I like your your equation to athletic. First of all, I'm, I'm, let me ask you this, because I never really do that since you've taught civics. Let's just, again, I hate to do these math analogies, but for every 10 kids that walk into the room, how many kids have a heartfelt opich, a position on a, pol- a political party, would you say? How many are apathetic? When? Well, like you have to tell me, it, it, right? In like right, now, right now, right now, early in the election. Uh, not right the election now. Goes. Maybe in the fall, different. But like right now, non-election time. Right now, it's probably twenty-five to thirty percent. Twenty-five to thirty-three percent. So one in three, one in four uh, have a have a built-in. They want this is who they want. Six months ago, it was ten to fifteen percent. Okay, and so that gra- that will gradually at its highest point. What is it during election time? Yeah, uh, I would say. 75 to 80%. Really? Oh, it gets it, – it, but again, we get all this apathy around they, here. But they these, know it, very little except okay. that's my team. Oh, that's – so it's not as much of a – wow, I didn't I – didn't, I thought the highest – I would put the highest at 60 in my mind. I don't know. You know better because you – No, I mean – I've lost touch with the classroom. I, I – Mike, I remember the feelings of, of you know, energy the, on this increasing in 2016. The only reason I asked too is because really – and we had record voter turnout in 2020. Yeah. But it's still what, like – 50, 60 percent, right? I, th- uh, I 60, think it was 60s. 60s. I think it was, so that's why we'll I'm thinking, to okay, check that, if but. only 60 percent of the adult population's voting, I figure the trickle-down trickle theory. Maybe. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something here then. Maybe I am – I'm hearing the vocal. The, okay. And you always hear the loud. So may, maybe I'm exaggerating the number a little bit. I'd be curious what other teachers have to say. I'd this. almost be curious to see like a, a – 
poll, like not, just like question one being, do you have any interest in the election? Not even like who, would, you know, sometimes classes will all do this stuff. Who do, who's the class voting for, right? And you yeah, have a class. Like right. Elementary schools have done it for years. I would, you know, I don't almost want to ask question one being, what is your interest? Is there an interest in this? Yes, somewhat, or no? And I, that's what I'd almost want to know. Well, here's here, Okay, so here's a good thing. I, I will say that when it comes to younger people, they can be better about this stuff. I, I have a student, and, and I'm thinking about a particular kid in my sixth hour who's very, very engaged and very locked in. Um, and he has very strong convictions one way. And he's open about it. But he is really understanding of hearing the other side and really can see those points that Some adults could learn something. I, my God, it's, it's incredible. And I told him that I said, listen, man, you need to run, you need to run for office. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, the world, we, this country needs somebody like you because you know, those are the type of things, like I said, I have very strong convictions, but man, we don't have to get violent with each other. And there's a segment of the American population, Mike, that really fully believes that it's almost 50% that in the next 10 years, we could have a civil war. That is frightening. I want to jump off what you just said, too, because my last note that I was going to talk about, so I'll go from bottom up now. Sure. Um, I teach in the leadership class not only the importance of voting, but the importance of running for office um, and not being afraid to run for office. Mm-hmm. I share, and, I, and again, I think that goes back to, and, and you know, I don't know what my class's political leanings are. Sure. I just, and funny, we were doing the review. And I was asking the kids, like, how many Congress people, how many representatives are there, how many? And I, but I was writing the age down to run for each of these offices. Mm-hmm. And then I got to U.S. Senate, and I go, how many senators are there? And you know, the kids said one hundred, which is correct. And I've been up to this point, I've been writing the age for all these offices, the minimum age to run. Well, I write one hundred just because my head, my pen was. <laughs> and then I'm like, and the kids go, you wrote the wrong number down because I think it's thirty, right? I think thirty yeah. is thirty U.S. Senate. And I'm like. I go, maybe I didn't when you take a look yeah, at our Senate. Right. I, go, I go, the sad thing is if I write 30 up there and 100 up there, I bet there's more people closer to 100 than there are to yeah, 30. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so that goes back to like getting these kids to want to run for stuff. A 30-year-old son is unheard of. Well, and here's the thing. Again, I, we've talked about politics here. I think we're very neutral. I, I'm sure the listener can kind of gauge where we stand, but I think we're pretty neutral. I don't think we ever really seek to offend in any way, shape, or form. Um, but when it comes to presidential elections, this is the ultimate futility in, in – I don't want to – it really becomes a my team versus yours when the local politics, the senators, and those people have much more of an impact on our lives. You will never see people fight about those elections. And now, and now people are going to think this is planned because my step two working backwards okay. is that all politics is all local. Politics the is famous local. quote. Yes. So I actually looked it up. We've dropped it on here. They can't attribute it to anybody. It was 1932 is when the first, but it's most associated with Tip O'Neill, the famous Speaker of the mm, House okay. from the Boston area. That yeah. was he used the line a lot because I guess outside money was trying to get him out of office. But I totally agree. I, I think if one thing that's why I try to tell our kids is the stuff that your local Brownstown Township, Rockford, yeah, state legislators, people you can actually meet and right. talk to. Those laws are going to have way more impact. And again, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. Obviously, the federal government has sent sure. people to wars. There have been absolutely. There have been you know your ta- your tax code, right? I mean, it is what it is. Right. Um, you know, they pick Supreme Court justices, and obviously those cases impact local. They matter. Cases. You're right. Yes, but for the most part, the things that are going to impact you day to day, and people that you could actually see and talk to and reason with, um, you know, and and you know, even like your local congressperson, we have Debbie Dingle, who is very involved. We've been 
We've been unfortunate She's here all the time. The, the the rain of Debbie Dingle through her husband. Yeah, very fortunate that the Downriver area. This was not like a DC elite person, right? They put it all. Right. They they really cared about the Downriver area and really weren't pigeonholed into a political party. John Dingle was a avid outdoorsman, yeah. hunter. Um, wasn't as much anti firearm as right. the rest of the Democratic Party. Right. He was also very pro labor, but he was also very pro environment. Yeah, because of the area. So he was. He was like. Yeah. It, well, he was, and that is part of the problem with this choosing your team. Once you join the team, some people in DC will like. All right, if you're joining our team, you're all in. For you got to be all this, in. This, yes. And, this. and then all of a sudden, you got a guy like John Tester out in Montana. Yeah. Who right. was a great U.S. senator. Yes. Basically, a farmer. Mm-hmm. That he's not going to be all in. He, he can't, can't be. be all in. Can't and be. I have no problem. And no. some and some people have problems with that. You can't have problems no. with that. Montana is not the same as no, New you do, York. These states, and, West Virginia. You know, we we can go on and on. Yeah. And you know, I, these guys have done things that are questionable as they all have. But yes, you, you're right. You have to find a balance. Dingle, yeah. being from the this area, has to consider the Motor City, and you know, yes. which we're going to talk yes. about here momentarily. But at the same time, he had to he, he had to balance. Yeah, and that's, you, got, you had the auto industry where you were, you know. You had all types of industry where you, but he also knew the importance of the environment. Right. You know, like there's, a, and that, but that the problem is, that type of politician's gone because the, you know your team A or team B, unfortunately. Right. So, right. Um, and then the last thing I said is just why civics is important. It's not just about learning about the elections. It's about learning. Okay, how do I get my name on the ballot? How do I vote? Mm-hmm. What are the branches of office? Who is doing what? And that sort of thing. And so, nonpartisan, you know, there's no harm in learning this. You know, there's unfortunately there's a lot of distrust of the federal government. Um, you know, and I'm not saying obviously they're perfect, but there's a lot of programs that were developed yeah. and created that, you know, you know, nobody likes paying taxes. You know, I'm no. working on my taxes right now. Right. I'm getting, I'm not paying thankfully, but I'm getting less back than last year. Um, I think they're putting more in my check too. Part of it, part of the reason I'm, but you know, it's like okay, there's always things you don't want to pay for and do want to pay for, but that's that's part of living in a modern society. It really is. It, and understandable with with government, they, there's been numerous instances of lies and deception. There's also been wonderful things as well, and I, I think that gets lost on people. But th- just the notion that this unseen force is out to get me, and you know, again, I find those type of things trickle into when I'm refereeing basketball games. That this 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 feeling that, that everything is working against yes. me, and it's not it's not possible that. A referee is working against both sides. It's not possible that government is constantly coming on all the people negatively, but that is just right. mistrust. Detroit fans for years said the NFL is out to get us. Well, now they're like the darling team. Supposedly, yes, everybody, everybody like loves them. Right loves them. Yeah. So where yeah. where'd this go? So yeah. winning cures a lot of that. It does. And, you know, it so does. I, I assume that if a different candidate wins in twenty four, a lot of that, um, you know, being uh, what's the word I'm trying to use? Being um, I don't know. Partisan, is not it? partisan. Being uh, suspicious oh. of like, uh, you know, of all of a sudden, I'm sure the election results will be verified and fine. There's yeah. no conspiracy. Yes. Conspiracy, no conspiracy. Okay. Conspiratorial. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny how winning yes. ends conspiracy yes. theories, whether it be in politics or sports. Anything. Yes. yes. And again, they're very similar <laughs> dynamics in both. Exactly. We'd love to hear what people think. Again, you know, it's it's early in the election cycle. Um, one thing again, we can. It's looking like no generation X. Yeah, man. God, oh, man. Again. It's crazy. <laughs> We're going to get totally bypassed. There's not going to even be one. <laughs> oh, man. I know this. If I was in my upper 70s. Oh, my God. 
I'm gone. I do not plan to be doing much of any work and definitely not traveling the country and giving speeches. What are they whatever doing? Yes, yeah, so that. We could equal. That's something we should all come together yes, about. Yes, yes. Retire. I, I Go away and enjoy I, life. This I, cannot I, be enjoyable. Everyone that complains about worrying about being able to collect Social Security. Now's your chance. It's It really is amazing. I do not understand this. Okay, and Somebody explain it to me. And that is it's truly on, on staff here. We have different, differing beliefs than some people. We talk about that, and that's well, where we find here's common the thing too. It's not like, okay, Jim Harbaugh, he wants to win that college. He finally, both of these guys have won once. Yeah. They've like, won. What's their, like, you go know, away, guys. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah. All right. Uh, overrated, underrated. You hinted it a little bit. We did previously an overrated, underrated summer in Detroit, yes. which is more of like an outdoors of like things to do. Well, because of the big win and because the city has been shown in such a positive light, unless it's Stephen A. Smith. Over the last couple of weeks, I mean, this, the, the, the NBC coverage has been great. I think we're really lucky that we got NBC, NBC with Mike Tirico. Um, you know, some people don't like Collinsworth. I thought he was great in both games. Yeah. He was not because, you know, he some Patrick Mahomes wasn't involved because sometimes he gets on a love fest with Patrick Mahomes. Yes. So I think, you know, and he, I love that part when he said, hey, take it away. Uh, when he turned it over to Mike Tirico, he's like, why don't you tell us about it? You know, in the SOL, like, people probably didn't even know what that meant. Outside of Detroit, right, you know? right, and then like Mike Tirico in this last game, I don't know if you noticed right at kickoff, he's like, we'll let, we'll let the city of Detroit take it, yes, and let you know that was awesome, of, you know. And so I think NBC did a really great job, and I think Mike Tirico had a lot to do with that, yeah, and you know, in a lot of positive yes. light. So we're going to do overrated, underrated, just straight city of Detroit. Um, again, anything that has to do with the city of Detroit, um, what do you have is your overrated? I'm going to probably offend people with my overrated, but again, overrated is not bad, not bad. So I get it. I get the notion behind it, the Detroit versus everybody mantra. Um, again, I understand it, and maybe we should put Detroit Lions versus everybody or something like that because if you're wearing a Detroit versus everybody shirt and you live in Bloomfield Hills, aren't you everybody? If you live in Taylor, oh, so you're saying you're, you're, is your overrated, underrated the Detroit versus everybody or the – Fake Detroiters. That if you're from Bloomfield, I'm not going to call them fake. Uh, just the notion. I'm, I'm just going to okay. stick with the notion because I understand it. I, you know, Michigan versus everybody. They did it. I get, you can make a case that that's a little bit more legitimate, yeah. simply because it's a statewide thing. But I just think the mantra is, is a little overdone. Um, I don't want to call anybody fake. I, I, okay. Because I again, right. I get it. Like I, I, as a Lions fan, I mean, you've you've poked the bear a little bit. Uh, you know, poked me, poked yeah. other people. Well, that was a poor choice of words there, but, um, you know, but I, and I do understand this, this notion that, you know, this blue collar hardworking and, you know, we, we do it ourselves at the same time. You're not there. Aren't you kind of everybody? When you travel outside of the city, when you go to like somewhere outside Mm -hmm. of Michigan and someone asks where you're from, where do you say you're from? I always just say a suburb of Detroit. Okay. I say Detroit. My wife gets annoyed. Oh, yeah. So you're everybody, but you're presenting yourself. <sighs> yeah, as... but I'm going to say, hey, I'm from Brownstown Township. No, I always just, a suburb of Detroit doesn't, it's three words yeah. as opposed to. I know. I, I, but I think most people do that. Do people like where I grew up in, in Palatine, Illinois? Do people probably say Chicago? I mean, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I, I agree. Like where my dad grew up, he didn't grow up in Pittsburgh, but he tells everyone, he doesn't say I'm from Anesson. It's understood. You know, a lot of times the easiest thing for somebody that's not a little bit closer to home, maybe up north or something, yeah. I'll say something like uh, halfway and between the problem Detroit is, and Toledo. I think like the problem is like if you're from Grand Rapids, you would say Grand Rapids. And I think Ann Arbor, you'd probably say Ann Arbor. Yeah. Lansing. I, again, it's understood. It just depends on the And size. I'm going to be honest, Mike. This was hard for me. Yeah. Because I do, I like, I, I, I know. I feel like we're all in this together right now. I feel like this is yeah. such a special time. 
I and welcome again, the bandwagon. And, and you aren't fans. being, and no, you're no longer being wrong. Nobody's averse you right now. I mean, I know the Dallas call sort of rubbed people the wrong way, but pretty much you've been, you got a yeah. nice route. Yeah. You know, will there be a bad call this coming week? We're going to wrap up and talk about it. I'm sure there will be, mm-hmm. but San Francisco will probably get hit with something too. So, all right, my overrated, underrated, this is going to make surprise some people, but I, the American Lafayette, Coney Islands, both of them, over, there are Coney Islands all over. Okay, that you don't have to go downtown and where there's no parking. And they're, listen, do you think they're really that much different than a Coney dog somewhere right down here at one of the Leos or <laughs> not? Or at do all. you think they're that much better? No, they're not. Like, I don't, I, I, they get a lot of pub and they're right, it is weird. They're literally, <laughs> literally next right door next to door to yes. each other. Um, you know, and again, not knocking it, but I'm not going to go make a trip down there for one of those when there's, I mean, A&W is right. You could walk to A&W from your house yeah. and get a Coney dog. Yeah. I Onions, don't. But you don't, but you could. Right. So if, if I had to tell you to get me a Coney dog ASAP, would you go to American or Lafayette, or would you just go to A&W, A&W right on yes. Jefferson? Right. I'd go to A&W. How much different could it be? Uh, I, I mean, I don't think. Do you think the overrated is fair? I mean, again, not No, bad. absolutely. Um, I, I think there's an idea behind it that that sort of makes it kind of cool, but you're, you're absolutely right. Um I think in the um, – I hope I don't botch this because the Ren Dog, um, is it Dooley's Coney Island in um, – um, Whatever. I, I don't know, but whatever you say, he'll, he'll certainly yeah. – Oh, I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to get the name wrong. I think Anthony Bourdain ate there or something. Um, Dooley's Place, Coney Island. Mm. I just looked it up. In Verner in Detroit. Okay. According to the Ren Dog, that's better than both of them. Really? I'm sure he'll tweet and let us know. But yeah. And I think Anthony Bourdain ate there. I'm not sure. Okay. I might be – but – but again, that just goes to show you. I hear that that place is better. You know what I mean? So like, but American Lafayette is my overrated. No offense to them. I've had them before. I forget which one. I think it was one or the other after a Lions game. They're good, but a little overrated. Okay. What do you got for underrated? So I'm going to reach, uh, you know, we grew up at a time where Detroit was the, the quote unquote murder capital of the world. And, and that idea sort of just filtered to the next generation. I remember in the mid 2000s students talking about Detroit being just awful wasteland essentially. And nobody would want to go there unless you're going to watch a tiger game, you know, and then the bankruptcy thing happened, you know, 10, 11 thereabouts. And it's certainly making a bounce back. Um, there, there's still, I think with our generation and above, there's still this stigma to going, but man, there's a lot of cool places. So I did this thing and I'm going to give you the underrated, but I'm gonna tell you what we did with some friends. Um, and I had to get my geography is so poor. I didn't remember exactly what we did. So I had, to get Sean to clarify this for me. A couple years ago, we went to Batch, it's a bar, up to Atwater, uh, to Eastern Market, and went to Eastern Market Brewery, great place, and then rode to the shipping company and finished at the bar at Campus Marshes, I assume is what he meant to put there. Um, the DeQuinder Cut was where we rode our bikes, and it was awesome. It was such a cool experience. I encourage any listener to take this trip do a little bar hopping thing on your bike. We did this again. We did it by bikes. Every bar was awesome, but you know, I, I didn't know the name of the bars. That's why I was asking, but the DeQuinder cut riding our bikes there, it was such an experience. I, again, this Mike, you know, we do an outing. We try to do an outing in the summer. I know that the end of the year thing is, you know, that's we're, we're set in stone, but I would recommend this to anybody. So I, I'm going to say the DeQuinder cut is such a cool experience. I've heard that man. I've heard of it. I, the name sounds to me. I just didn't, I can't put anything with it. Okay. My underrated, um, and I, uh, you know, after going to other cities, Detroit, a very underrated aspect of it, there can still be, there can be a lot going on and a lot of events going on. It is still a, 
and part of it's because we're the motor city. Mm-hmm. It is a very easy city to get in and out of yeah. and drive around yeah. and park. Parking is so simple. I mean, compared to like Chicago, right. Pittsburgh, some of these other cities, part of it is I think our interstates, I mean, there's three multi- major right, interstates right there. along with the line. Wherever you go. Now, in Detroit, you can get to those, and very you can easily. get right out of anything. Yeah. You know, now obviously, when you get close to Comerica, Little Caesars, or Ford Field, the, it backs up a little bit. But I'm talking about like just normal days driving through the city, compared to like Chicago, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, it's like it's just so much easier to get around. When I took my daughter down to see Taylor Swift and her friends, yes, it was backing up on 75. I got off, went around parts of downtown, closer down, and got back through a back way. When I left the Steeler game a few years ago, because of the bridges and the rivers, I sat in a parking lot for an hour, yeah. not being able to move because you're pinned against the water. There's only like one interstate that goes in and out of the mm-hmm. city. Detroit is a very underrated city for its motor easy access, easy access yeah. via driving. I rem- I'm, okay. I'm never nervous about driving into the city of Detroit, parking wise, traffic wise, or anything. Right. Like that. It, it, I remember this. I was like, I was 19 when I got called for jury duty. I had to go to the Frank Murphy Hall of Justice and. I didn't. I know east and west, north and south. When I drive, that's the one thing. So I'm leaving, but I don't. You know, you don't have your phone. Uh, yeah. You know, we didn't have. And man, I just like I'm. I'm just gonna go west and figure it out. <laughs> and you just. And I knew I'd run into something. And you do. You do every time. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that, that's the thing. Like I, when people do get nervous about going into the city and park, I'm like, man, think about there. There's you better never never drive into Chicago where it's one right. way, one way or the right. other, and it's always just jam packed. I whenever I go to the and I love cities. I love Chicago. I love New York. But I think to myself, it would suck to drive in this. Yeah. Or like remember, like walking through Barcelona. Could you imagine yes. driving oh, through Barcelona? My Lord, that like would be Europeans the most stressful. Or Paris. Like they're, they're yeah. like we're very fortunate with the city of Detroit. That's very underrated. And for those of you that haven't been outside of the area, trust me, the, no matter how bad a traffic you've been caught in going to Ford Field yeah, or whatever, right. it is nowhere near Nothing. as bad no. as any uh, other cities. We should be thankful for that. I mean, it's not because it's not busy. I think it's just because there's so many routes in and out of the city, yeah. and so, and the roads are so well laid out that it's it's pretty well done. Yeah. All right. Uh, hot mic take for the week. What do you have? You said you changed it. I did. I had to. Um, so during the game the other day, and, and I, we've talked about this before, yeah. but I, I gotta, I, I have to do this again. You brought your, uh, effectively said the, the, the game, game was, was over. over. Yes. Yeah. It was 31. We do, we, uh, we do something where in our group text where we declare the game over. Yeah. You declared it Even over. Even though it's not officially over. And I, I and I, Agreed. Went along with it. I agreed. Yes. And uh, we had Max Bailey and Kent Sikor who were absolutely livid. Yes. They got a little – they didn't really say anything when we first declared it, but when Tampa scored their last touchdown. Yes. There was expletives thrown in They there. were very upset. Now, to let the listeners know, we sent this message after the Lions scored to go up 14. Yeah. The ESPN win predictor. I went back and – I didn't look at it before I sent it. I just felt – that's the thing, too. I do this. Mm-hmm. I went back and looked at the win predictor – had it at 97.8%. Yeah. I think most people would feel like that's okay saying it's over at yeah. 97.8. My threshold would probably be 95%. Well, uh, understandable because we talked about this with some friends. In the yeah. Lions history, you got to be careful with them because there's been some crazy moments. Yes. However, uh, the point here I'm getting at is you have no control over how that game's going to no, end. That text had nothing to do with it. Nothing. And I don't know why we are so superstitious. Like, I know I am going to piss people off if a Tiger is pitching a no-hitter. Oh, God, that's an old, yeah. And I send a text about it. So I, I used to try to be funny with it. Now I don't. I, like, what kind of, I still, the mysticism behind this belief is off the charts. And yet, 
it persists. So that's my hot mic. I don't understand. I, I get it. You don't want to jinx and you, you want your team to win, but I was under no illusion that Mike Piotti was going to ruin. And then, then me, because I jumped on board with you. I think, like I said, has ad thing. Okay, have Michigan, Michigan State trouble with the snap happened? Yeah. Yes, they have. But for every 100 games, when that percentage is at 97.8 or 97.5, which is what it dropped to, or not, it dropped to 97.5 when Tampa scored yeah. their touchdown, because Detroit still got the ball, mm-hmm. all right? And they missed the two-point conversion, which whatever. For every hundred games, where I would, how many think do you think well, that ninety seven point five is wrong? Three, well, that's four. I, statistically, it has to be. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, three, yeah, yeah two and a half, 2. three, 5, yeah. yeah. So, like, don't, don't take your chances. Don't, yes, don't go with the two and a half. I mean, the problem is you're stung and you remember the two and a half. You do. You don't. You don't. You you don't remember the other ninety seven times that it it paid off. I again, and I'm. I honestly try not to do it until I feel like in my mind. Well, Maxon's going to blast me on this, and I know he will because he's going to present several where I, I have been wrong. And uh, you say you love this team, but you're and, and you could still love the I love the team. I, I don't I, understand why that. Again, he, that I mentioned earlier, why does that have to do with my fandom? They are, if the Steelers, if the Lions play anybody but the Steelers, I'm rooting for the Lions. Yeah. Now, if it was a Lions Steelers Super Bowl. And my yeah. dad and I have talked about this for years because we had season tickets for the Lions. We would be rooting for the Steelers, all honesty. Other than that, I'm never rooting for yeah. it's, uh, Detroit, anyone playing Detroit. Well, I mean, we went to RFK. I, I, I just, regardless, I still don't think you have any impact on the. I, oh, I, I don't believe I, I do. I mean, I went to RFK and Kramer still fumbled on the first drive of the game and <laughs> Joe Gibbs won another Super Bowl. Yes, so. he did. Um, the Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, my hot mic take, um, I, you know, it, I, going back to what we talked about last week, the new thing on Downriver and Friends, everyone was asking every day <laughs> if a school was closed or canceled. Yeah. Like, is this school closed? And people were losing their absolute mind. Like, there is the technology is so much better yeah. than it was 10 years ago. So, like, I'm sure every district has what we have, like this notification system. Like, we have the ability. We can use it where we can send something to all of our classes, all, we can create right. groups. And the district has it where it's like, I, I forget what the what the guy created in the office where like a fax came out, a text. It was like, basically, that's what it is. Yeah. Any type of communication Everybody's, system you have, right. this thing pins. And that's what districts use to cancel school. So the, the old joke about the ticker running on mm-hmm. there or any of that. So if you're a parent and you haven't signed up for this, I don't know what your problem is. But, I mean, asking at like 2 o'clock the next day, you know, and they're, and, they're, and they're very specific. Well, this school, and like people were losing their minds about it. And then, and I get it. I understand. I respect the fact that if you don't work in education and you normally expect school to be sure. a daycare situation, yes, yes. it is difficult. But the bashing that goes on and then the arm, and the, uh, back in my day, we did this. And I've been doing this for 25 years, okay? We've always called off for snow. Mm-hmm. We've always called off for ice. And not to, you know, not to be an alarmist or, you know, get all people upset, but cold days are really a thing in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't remember ever having days where it was that cold. You know, your pipes froze. Like we, yeah. I mean, we would have, we'd have actually have way more snow days in the past yeah. than we do. Right. Something has changed or not, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you believe, uh, something has changed. And I've been doing this for 25 years. One thing that has also changed is the district's, pull together and they want an early notification. So the problem with an early notification is that sometimes the the line of temperature changes or 
there's a little less snow than right. they thought. Or, you know, so the problem with the early notification is that maybe if they would have done the old school method of superintendents getting up, like Dr. Yes. Schultz, yes. and driving oh, the back so roads, uh, you know, and taking pictures and tweeting them out, um, would the, there might be an extra day. Now, I noticed Huron called off yesterday very late. Did they really? I didn't schools. Know yeah, because of the fog and the – so sometimes that still happens. So I, I guess just understand that it is, it's hard on the districts, but they try to do something in, all together in unison to keep – but it's also – I get it. It's hard for parents, but the, yes. part of the early call is so that, okay, I can establish something. I can call off. I can get a family member to watch it. So I, I just don't understand. Of course, I'm asking how the roads are, too, on Downriver and Friends. That's – that is a class. I mean, there's man. You are addicted to. It. I gotta. I, I I don't check into it very often until you. I have not. Comment. You know what? I haven't interacted much with it. I don't. I try to lay low. I got a ban for a little while ago. Not a total ban. It was like a, they mute you. Yeah. You can't talk for a week or two. Yeah, but snow day, snow days and ice days were where it was at you this last week, and uh, people. People love to have their opinion. And then there was a great one. Like somebody complained. Why are these? Someone posted like, wish my work was closed. And somebody wrote right back. Well, you can apply. There's a lot of districts hiring. <laughs> and then somebody, and the guy's like, I don't want to do that. Well, then exactly. Yeah. You know, so. I do think it's amusing how your free speech rights were violated on there. Is that yeah, free speech Yeah. I, I mean, well, let's. Uh, okay, I, I wasn't, I wasn't thrown in jail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I had to stick that way. Yes. The, the, the Brownstown police didn't come and cuff me okay. and throw me Just in making the, sure. the cell. The cell. Um, or I wasn't fined, thankfully. All right. Um, okay. We have hopefully two games left to pick. Yes. Hopefully two games left to pick. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Based upon my pick, maybe not. Who do you got? Detroit heading out to San Francisco. We do have a playoff history with San Francisco. Um, not a very good one. They're showing old footage of that game uh, where Joe Montana was a young Joe Montana mm-hmm. and Gary Danielson. Yep, Lions yeah. lost a tough one. Who do you got at San Francisco? We're going to win. Okay. Lions 27, 49ers 24. Okay. All right. It's a close game. It's going to be a battle. I heard somebody yesterday, it might have been Mike Valeni, that a lot of people have, he's worried about people having a lot of, he thinks they can win by all means. Yeah. And I agree. This whole thing of, we talked about this yesterday, this build up, like what the old Pistons did, where you go, get to this level, then to yeah. this level. You can't do that in this era of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Look at the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. If it's there, you need to go out there take and take it. it yeah. Okay. Because Green Bay is going to be better next year. Chicago, I think, is going to be mm-hmm. much better. So this whole thing of like, oh, we made it this far. Don't worry. Next year we'll, right. we'll be the one seed and we'll host the NFC Championship. And they could, but. But yeah, they just as easily could they, not. They mm-hmm. could also be seven yes, and nine. Yes. Okay, so uh, hold, on, hold on, seven and ten, seven and ten. Yeah, sorry, date ourselves. Yes, um, I. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. But this whole thing of like, oh, you saw what Green Bay did to them last year. This is, I want to pump the brakes on that a little bit. Yeah. Okay, that does not equate that San Francisco is going to come out and be no awful. You know, teams are different. The weather wasn't very good. Right. You know, I'm still not sold out really on Brock Purdy anyway. But like, stuff happens. Stuff can change. Yeah. The 49ers have been very. A schizophrenic anyway. Yeah. They one week look very bad and the next week pound somebody, you know, like, so that's definitely there. Unfortunately, I'm, maybe I'm doing this just so I can be excited, but I'm being a realist. I see it as 28 to 17. I, I see it as okay. close for a little bit and then they just pull away where it's, game. it's not even like, almost sort of like what happened here with Tampa, right? Like they pulled away, maybe they get another touchdown to make it, you know, within that one score. But I hope I'm wrong. I just think that um, now, Debo Samuel is a big factor in that, but I just would. Okay. Here's the other thing too. I told you, we t- we said they should have beat. I had them, the Rams toss up. I had them winning last week mm-hmm. for sure. 
I will not be disappointed if they lose next week. Agree. Okay. Agree. I think that that you lost to a team that many people will say was yeah. the better team anyway. So I won't be disappointed. However, I also won't be shocked if they win. I won't be one of these people like right. Like I, I explained to you when they went to RFK all those years ago, I would have been shocked if they yeah. beat the Redskins. This I will not be shocked. It's def- that's why it definitely can happen. And you know, you know, and I think they can beat Kansas City. Like if they were going in now, I'd be nervous about Baltimore because. Baltimore just looks like the best of the four teams. They do. They the look like it, right? They have that look yes. right now. They certainly and, do. and what they did to us earlier and just yeah. mean, knowing the history of Baltimore, I would be nervous. But, of course, Baltimore, you know, Houston hung around with them for a little bit anyway, so, you know, you just never know. And, I, you know, I, I have to say, man, I am Christian McCaffrey, Ed McCaffrey's son. Right? It's just funny to me, like Ed McCaffrey and we're getting old. But he he's scary. He's yeah. scary good. Yep. Um, yeah, he's a guy that can win the game on the own. On his own, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I think they're – even with Debo back, they played better receivers the last two weeks. Yes. So our little weakness, our Achilles heel, yeah. we're in a better spot than we are the last mm-hmm. two weeks. And looking forward, there's no real like killer receivers left even beyond that. No. I mean, there's tight ends, but tight ends all over the place. But you're right. There's no. Yeah, I'm not. There's nobody who they there's feel no like Mike the, Ram, the Rams. I mean, they got through right. those two. They survived. Right. And other people have said that they've survived. So, yeah. so that's it. We want to, um, you know, we would love to hear feedback on anything. You know, hopefully we are making one more pick of scores next week. Should we plug the other podcast we're going to be? Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to be recording a second podcast. I don't know the name. Um, yeah, they, I guess we can't. They've really renamed help. it. We'll, we'll put a link to the episode. Okay. Um, we're, you guys remember a few weeks back we had um, Sauce and uh, Bryce. Bryce on. Well, they're having us on their show. Yeah. Um, we'll be recording that, and we are going to. And I'll, yeah, I'll share the link on the Facebook. Okay. All right. Have a great week, everybody.